Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to another episode of the SD4L show. I'm Justin Thind. I'm here with my co-host, Matt Sheehan. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm okay. Yeah, we're hanging in there. Okay. No. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that goes against your entire brand to just be okay. Yeah, no, I've been just okay in years. Uh, it's either way up here or way <laughs> down here. But hey, when we're on this show, yeah, up here, baby, that's what we're talking that's about. Right. That's right. Let's go. It's been a big weekend uh, for Michigan State recruiting. Sure. A lot of visitors on campus, a lot of visitors last weekend as well. Um, some guys to have momentum with. Uh, done some reporting on some guys that seem like they may be deciding soon. Um, speaking of guys being here last weekend and this weekend, we yeah, have someone, the only person that was at both weekends, Let's go. joining us today, and that is Michigan State Offensive Line Commit, Andrew Dennis. Andrew, how you doing today? Good, how about you guys? Sensational. Sensational is Absolutely right. Absolutely sensational. Anytime we get a chance to talk to the headline recruiter of the class, <laughs> the fan favorite commit, it's uh, nothing yeah. but good vibes here. So, uh, Andrew, I guess right off the top, um, why'd you choose MSU? You know, I think, you know, growing up, like, Michigan State was always kind of the place I wanted to be. Um, and then the coaching staff there, you know, is like no other. Um, such a great family feel. So, uh, you know, through the whole process, I was kind of waiting for that offer. And once it came, I didn't really want to wait that long. So we pulled the trigger and, you know, I found home. And just like Justin said, you've been on campus, well, two times already this month. What has that situation been like? And how was the official visit different than the unofficial visit? I feel like, so the unofficial visit, um, it was me kind of like trying to rope guys in, you know, um, do my job, helping recruit. Uh, last week, it was a little bit more tailored towards me um, and my family. Um, and so I feel like that's how I differed. Um, and I got to spend a little bit more time with my whole, my host, Ash and Lepo, and some of the other guys uh, this past weekend. Um, but the first weekend was like more recruiting, hanging out with the coaching staff. Um, so last week, I was seeing see more of the outside type of things. Uh, like, you know, the life outside of football and what it's like hanging out with some of the guys. Gotcha. That's great to hear. So, Andrew, for people like myself and Matt who did not play Division One, probably don't have a future in playing Division One, can you take us through the itinerary of an official visit? Like, what it's like from Friday through Sunday? Yeah, so everything's planned out to, like, pretty much the minute. Um, you know, you get there from anywhere from, like, 9 to 3. Um, and so we got there around noon kind of ate, hung out, did our position meeting. Um, and then after that, we went to the business school um, and toured and met with a couple of professors. Um, we got a feel for that because that's my, my plan is going to uh, uh, supply chain management because they have such a top program. Um, then after that was meet and greet. So, you know, we got to meet all our hosts, um, all the coaches introduced themselves, the 
recruits got to intermingle um, and meet each other. So, and then after that, we had dinner and then we went off to hang out with our hosts. What's the best part of that Saturday. whole weekend? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Matt, come on. No, no, you're good. No, send me. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. <laughs> no, nah, you're good. So. Uh, the best part is probably going over to Coach Tuck's house. Mm. Um, you know, I kind of hit on that family atmosphere, and that really just uh, really showed that that night, Saturday night. Um, it just It's like a big family reunion, kind of like what Reggie's dad said. Um, and so you really get that feel. Who's yeah. the best cornhole player? Let's just get right to it. Let's just start Ooh. getting on the brass tacks. <laughs> Who's the best cornhole player? Yeah, so um, I was partners with Ashton Lepo, and we took down Kate Hauser and Gavin Brocious, but mm. Kate was pretty good. Okay. Mm. Good to hear. Yeah. Think, he was think solid. that helps us figure out who's going to win the quarterback battle if Kate was pretty good at cornhole. Number one right. of my depth right now. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Anything is a clue, Matt. So, um, Andrew, obviously I'm guessing one of the reasons you committed to Michigan State was Coach Cap uh, because it would be pretty weird for you to commit to a school where you didn't like the position coach. So uh, what can you tell us about Coach Cap and what you uh, like about him? Awesome coach, awesome human. Um, what you get from him through the whole recruiting process when I talk to some of the players is what you get from him as a coach um, you know he's always checking up on us um, it's just his coaching style at camp I really liked um, we stayed in contact you know I didn't get the offer until March but we were in contact from September 1 all the way through March until I committed um, and so he, he asked me to come to camp um, and I did I was about 230 pounds um, and he liked what he saw but he asked me you know put on the weight so I did, and he, you know, with his word, he, he offered me, and, you know, we're here now. I've got to follow up on that real quick. Go for it, please. How did you add all that weight, Andrew? Because I've been eating Costco muffins, Chick-fil-A. It's just not coming on for me. So, like, how'd you do it? Yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't easy. Coming into high school, I was about 180 pounds at 6'2". Um, I got to give my parents a lot of credit, you know. They're paying the food bills. They're yeah. making some of the food prep. Um, but I would say definitely just a lot of eating, healthy, and then uh, lifting. You know, you don't want to bulk dirty. Uh, mm -hmm. The biggest thing is, you know, eating right and putting it on the right way. Um, and I think that's what, you know, the biggest thing was these past three years. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, definitely food prep and lifting. And, you know, it, it's just all about it's all about how you put together. Um, mm -hmm. So that's why we did it so slowly. I mean, I don't know if you call three years slowly, but um, I probably could tack down a little bit quicker. Uh, <laughs> but I want to take my time and do it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Don't bulk dirty. Whoops. I've, that's how I've done it. A lot of hot and ready's in my last three years. So um, good to see you're doing a little healthier path, though. What players, because obviously Coach Cap, great guy. You mentioned Ashton Lepo. What other players on the team have you really gravitated towards? Uh, I would say Cole and Stan. Um, I spent a lot of time with them. Um, kind of just hanging out with them and getting their perspective as coming in early. Um, as maybe a 17, 18-year-old kid compared to, you know, graduating and then coming in at 19. Um, so I feel like those two, and then Brandon Parachick, kind of same thing. Mm. Yeah, that's, those are some uh, guys that can tell you what their first offseason's been like. They're just over that hump of transitioning from high school to college. Um, so I guess in that regard, Andrew, what's something that is your goal now going forward into your senior year? You've already done a great job with your physique. You already have your future planned out. I guess what's uh, left to kind of check off here? Yeah, I mean, just enjoy the summer. Uh, last summer, I'm out pleasant. Um, enjoy every time I have with family and friends. Um, you know, get ready for that senior season. Kind of a little bit of bad taste left in the mouth after, you know, last year losing in a triple overtime district final. Um, so that's the goal is, you know, as a team, um, want to get a little bit deeper in the playoffs. So, 
and you have a past with hockey as well. What skill from hockey helps the most with football here? You know, I haven't really been asked that question much, but I can tell you hip mobility and balance. Mm-hmm. Um, blocking, you know, you're striding, you're pushing out, same kind of thing of blocking. Um, and so when you have all that weight and you know how to put your weight distribution throughout your feet and your hips, um, I would say that's probably the biggest thing I've got from hockey translating over to football. Mm. Yeah, there we go. for those that don't know, um, or actually, Andrew, you can kind of tell us, what's your background with uh, how long you've been playing football? Yeah, so football, I started freshman year. Okay. Uh, I started freshman year as a tight end, DN, linebacker. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, come a long way since then. Division one, yeah. power five, <laughs> offensive tackle commit. And uh, it's great to see. Oh, Andrew, I got to ask you, um, Michigan State fans on Twitter, um, they've really taken to you. They're really impressed by the way you're recruiting the rest of the class. What's that support been like in that community and how big it is? It's been nothing but awesome. Um, You know, the support that you get from the fans and um, everybody around the football team has just been great. Um, You know, MSU propaganda, all those guys. <laughs> Shout man. out the chief. You know, yeah, they're they're relentless. You know, they kind of take on that relentless mindset Coach Tuck talks about. Yeah. Amen. And I just got one more question over here. Those photo shoots look so cool, man. Um, what what's what's going on behind the scenes there? You guys have like music piped in. Are they actually as fun as they look with the end product, or just what are those photo shoots like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really fun. Okay. Um, so I would say like, I mean, you saw. The, the stadium they, they yeah. had the NBA game on you go in the tunnel with like the SD4L signs music's blaring you're having fun talking to the coaches talking to other recruits yeah no they're, they're a blast so do they lay out all the uniform combinations and you kind of piece together how you want so accessory wise yes but like uniforms they you get to pick on what you want to do mm-hmm. um, but yeah no I mean they had everything accessories you can helmets visors gloves mm. towels bands anything you want they have it set up for you ready to go that's awesome love that that's awesome I'd take everything from the table just to <laughs> deck myself out completely have 19 R bands oh you know it yeah. two visors yeah you know it it'd be awesome I, uh, <laughs> I always mess with my dad. Tell him I wanted him to do the uh, like the Florida dad did a few years ago. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. He should have done it. He, next visit, next visit. We'll make sure next, he goes next viral. Visit we'll do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Andrew, we really appreciate all your time. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say to the Michigan State fan base or anyone watching? No, I mean I just think that you know this next couple of days, next couple of weeks, hopefully will be good for us. Um, I know some people are stressing out, but I think that we'll have a we'll have a good class. So, yeah. Sounds Agreed. good. Heard it here first. You heard course. it there. Andrew Dennis says we'll be getting yeah. 15 commits tomorrow. Yeah, and <laughs> thanks a lot, Andrew. Hopefully, really hopefully. appreciate all your time. And uh, good luck the rest of your uh, high school career. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yep, for sure. You're the man. Yep. That's fun. I would say so, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Seems, seems like a mature kid. Kid that's going to be uh, doing well recruiting for Michigan State the rest of the cycle and then being a leader his four or five years on campus. Yeah. Already comfortable talking to goofballs like us. Oh, you know? for I mean, sure. I, I did some high school reporting back in my day. And, mm. you know, with the high school ranks wildly understandably so. Yeah. Some kids are, you know, some comfortable in interview oh, situations. Yeah. But that, that seemed yeah. like that was his 15th one today. Yeah. I mean, right. That was uh, – Old hat for him. Yeah, so. it really did. Seemed Fire like an absolute pro. Do you think he's going to go like four for four in weekends? Like just go to East Lansing every single weekend? <laughs> he is. I believe so. I think is the plan actually? is for him to be there every single weekend. Love it.
that. There we go. Oh, yeah. He's already got his dorm there. It's great. That's, that's what I'm talking about. That is yeah. that, that. That's a keep chopping. Work that, really right there. That's, that really is. That really is. Relentless. Um, yeah, it's it's great because when your first weekend, which was not his official, that was his unofficial, yeah. uh, when you have the other commits like Jalen Thompson and Logan Bennett coming in, for a small class right now, them to all get together and make sure that each other are locked in, that's huge. And um, that's what they were able to do. All three of those guys seem as locked in as they could be right now. And no doubt that Andrew's presence helped in that regard. And um, that held those guys over. And now, ideally, it seems like they're going to start adding some new guys to the class here soon. So no commits after the second weekend. Justin, should I be punching the air, kicking the ground, crying, no, if you will? No public commits after the second weekend. Man. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> nice little Easter egg for you right there. Um, there we go. Yeah, so, yeah, I think uh, I covered after the first weekend that none of those guys expected to be the type to commit early. Okay. Um, Henry Hasselbeck was kind of the only one that – kind of was shaping up like that but then you have to understand that his recruitment was only three weeks deep by the time that he got that msu offer or by the time he was on the visit going back to when he got the offer so didn't really have the timeline of a kid that commits early even though he kind of had the makings of the leanings and whatnot but um yeah this this past weekend there were two to three guys i thought possibly could commit early doesn't seem like two of them are going to um but it seems like one of the ones that i did not expect to commit early might be so we'll see how the next week or so goes, but it seems like they did a very good job. And again, like the, like the first weekend with Quasi Gilmer and Dylan Williams, uh, you're looking at guys that I thought they had kind of no shot with, leaving with um, some, some solid impressions of the staff. Again, that doesn't mean they'll necessarily land them, but it's a barometer to me that the juice is just fully there. Mm-hmm. And um, Coach Tuck is putting in a lot of one-on-one work, a lot of one-on-one work. Sure. Usually, typically in a given weekend, now there's like a generational five-star, it might be different, but usually across the board, the only one-on-one time you get with the coach is during the exit interview. And um, at the dinner, one of the dinners of, in that weekend, there might be a given scenario where it's um, one or two uh, or three, maybe f- actually sometimes it's all the commits um, or sorry, visitors at that dinner at the same time. So it's not fully undivided attention, but it's kind of intimate with the head coach. Mm-hmm. But you're, those are really the only two opportunities. Here, Coach Tuck's doing the tour around campus in the slingshot. He's spending time with him watching the finals games. He's doing a lot of one-on-one recruiting, and that's not typical at a lot of official visits. And if you think you're done getting grilled on how the second weekend went, you're out of your mind. <laughs> so we know that there was yes. smoke around Scooter Carey going yes. in, right? Like the, the crystal balls, the rivals predictions, mm-hmm. the on-three predictions, mm-hmm. you know, going in Michigan State's favor. Yes. Reggie Powers got some smoke over the mm-hmm. weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Is there another name or another, any uh, two names that got a little more smoke that we're just not focusing on just because the Scooter Carey and Reggie Powers is so hot right I now? Think, I think there are two. Um not in terms of imminent commitments, but in terms of where I think MSU might have came into the lead and the timeline being slower is why we're not talking about them. Okay. One of them being uh, Tramar Harris, the receiver from Ohio. Um, really good tape, by the way. Um, if he commits, I, I already have the cut-up made, ready to go, so people in 60 seconds will be able to take just away commit, and, then. Yeah, and just see, do it. see what uh, he's like. But um, he's a kid that is not canceling his Purdue visit, so that's why it's not going to be anything imminent. But I, it seems like that Michigan State has done a very good job there, and they seem to be the team to beat. Um, 
I guess just real quick, one sentence summary of his game. Just great, great route runner. Uh, breaking ankles in his tape. Great on slants. Third and two, you go to him. Not a lot of contested catches. Um, not seeing a lot of jump balls. Not a lot of the Jaden Reed contested catches. But again, that's why he's not a five star. He doesn't have every single tool of to the trait. You still need those guys that are great route runners that need separation instead of contested catches. Every receiver is different. Trey Mosley. Yes, yes. There we go. Yeah. Mr. I think, I think he's faster than Trey Mosley and as the same mold of a route runner. So I think we'll uh, take it. pretty good. And um, so the other the other recruit that comes to mind is Jeremiah Beasley. Okay. Jeremiah Beasley has five okay. or six crystal balls to Michigan. Yeah. He also has Missouri at the very, very top of his list as well. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Michigan State, uh, the rumors of their demise in that recruitment have been far exaggerated. Wow. That's and, pleasant. Um, okay, I like that. Now, now granted, um, still he still go. has his Michigan official visit this upcoming weekend. Yep. Um, there's still 18 days. Uh, 16 days until his announcement. Mm-hmm. So a lot can change. And I, I might not even say that Michigan State has the lead right now today. But what I will say is that I'm glad that I have not changed my crystal ball prediction just yet. I may end up needing to do so. But um, I'm glad that I have not changed it yet. They are, they're firmly in the race as much as anybody else. And uh, he had a great official visit in East Lansing this past weekend. Speaking of talented four-star linebackers, here's an off-the-wall kind of question here. Christopher Jones, number one player mm. in the state of Virginia, top 10 linebacker, top 150 kid mm-hmm. for the 24-7 sports composite. Not visiting over the weekend, but like mm. came to campus on Sunday. Yeah. Was there Monday, I believe, today? That's correct. He was there up until today. Unique? Right. Like, I'm not crazy thinking that's yeah. kind of unusual. Does that right. play that, to that, Michigan State's hand at all, though? Like, oh, individual I, attention, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think um, it, it can be seen both ways. It can be seen as uh, he doesn't get to see a huge crowd of kids right. all talking each other into committing. But I think it's almost better to have a lot of individual attention where the entire defensive staff and the head coach have just you to hard sell okay. and the parents and the kid is feeling all the love. So, um, yeah, I think there's pros and cons to it. I think it just evens out somewhere in the middle and, and you're looking at not, not an issue and not a huge asset in either way. And it's just, uh, whatever fits the kid's schedule and, uh, yeah. they'll, they'll make it an asset uh, however they, they choose. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Georgia's up there. Florida's up there. Um, but again, seems like uh, they just keep they just keep putting themselves in this fight after these visits, even though before the visits, I, I, I don't think that they have a shot in some of these. That one probably is the hardest recruitment out of everyone that's been on campus so far. Yeah, I, we'll see. I don't I don't see that being Michigan State just yet, but um, I don't know. They just they just keep they just keep plugging away here and they just keep getting themselves up and up there. But we'll see what happens with a lot of these guys. Yeah, Christopher Jones last week in Florida, next week in Georgia, yep. Michigan State, right in the middle of that SEC powerhouse sandwich. Yeah. That might yeah. be a little tough, but still yeah. no shortage of talented kids last week. Yeah. And now this weekend, a little on the slimmer side right? as far as names go. Yeah, so usually what happens is schools will try to overload three of their weekends okay. and then either not have a fourth weekend or only have that for the kids that couldn't really make any of the other weekends work. Um, Illinois, for example, they did not have a first weekend. Okay. They were only doing OVs the final three. Um, I believe Clemson only did does one weekend i could be off there i think that's what i read somewhere um okay. so uh, that's clemson a little clemson's a little different because they used to not even have ovs until the fall 
Um, but yeah, so like usually you'll see three weekends where it's heavily stacked, and then one weekend is just there for if the kids can't do it because of another weekend because of basketball or track or whatever sports they play. Um, so yeah, this is that light weekend, that weekend where they would have been okay with not having anybody so that they can stack the other ones and make it look crowded and moment with the, uh, as, a, as a momentous occasion. But yeah, you have uh, Decker DeGraff and you have Carson mm-hmm. Conkle, two tight ends. Um, DeGraff, a uh, lot of interest from uh, Washington and Arkansas. Um, that one could be tough. He is from Glendora, California, I believe, off the top of my head. Nailed it. Yep. And um, then you have uh, Carson Conkle, who's from the Midwest. He has uh, Illinois heavily in pursuit and others. But uh, I think that's um, a kid that's a little underrated, 87 rated three star, according to 24-7, I believe. Yep. So um, I think if they, can, if they can exit this weekend with somehow having Carson Conkle in hand and then trying to land the best out of or whoever you can land out of Eric Carner and Decker DeGraff and then maybe expanding the board in the fall, you're in good shape. You don't need two tight ends. Um, I think if you take a tight end every single class, you, you should be good. You can always get a tight end from the portal, especially the older guys that can block, but I think you always want one in the class. So hopefully Carson Conkle is that guy for them. And um, if they surprise and land one of the other two as well, even better. And here we are halfway through official visit season. Still three commits to this mm. class right now. Should I be panicking or you also said like yeah, there might be some silent commits uh andrew dennis just guaranteed us 15 kids within the next 24 <laughs> hours which was very yeah, generous yeah. of him but how tell me how for for my opinion yeah. for me I, I need an adult to yes. help me feel the way i should feel i would say matt that any panic or um which i'm good at sort of nervousness yeah. should be reserved for the end of july because okay. that is when you see the end result of these OVs. Okay. Most kids are instructed by parents, by advisors, and I agree. Um, and it's that they should take all their OVs before they commit. Yep. Most likely a class is not going to fill up the second week of June um, at that given position. You probably can take until July. Mm-hmm. So that's what most kids will do. Um, so really July is when these kids sit down, they've valued all three or four of their OVs, and that's when they make decisions. Um, and yeah, like you said, we've only had two weekends so far, and of that second one, the decisions that may come from the weekend, they have not been made public, if, if there are to be some. Um, so mm. that's why right now it's definitely too early. I think ideally for Michigan State, they can exit um, June with maybe, let's say, six commitments, and then add another, let's say, four or five in July. Um, yeah, I think if they're at 10 commits by the end of July. Okay. Um, and then maybe have a big impact during Spartan.com, then maybe in August you can get another one or two. That's right. And then um, this time there's a f- this time around there's unlimited official visits. So right. kids yeah. that they did not have on their board in the fall, I mean in the summer, you give Mark Dethorn and his new staff that's still in the process of being hired, you give them time to find new guys heading into the fall. Yeah. You get those guys to come in then. Also, possibly your uh, – if you're surpassing expectations on the field in the fall, it's a good um, kind of scenario there to have some spots there to get guys coming in. Yeah, because like uh, the whole official visit thing, where now it's just unlimited. Yeah, you can go to 130 schools if right. you really wanted to. Yeah, benefits Michigan State, I think. Like I was just yeah. like thinking about that the other day, just staring off into space because mm-hmm. just like any other normal healthy individual, just worrying about <laughs> MSU recruiting. It's like because it, let's say you get out of summer with just like 
eight kids. Like, yeah. okay, in, in years past, like, those guys have already burnt up all five of mm-hmm. their official visits, and now yeah. you're just in the fall, just waiting in waters. Exactly. You don't know what's coming, but yeah. now you can have guys on campus for OVs. I mean, yeah. so yeah. that's not off base to think, right? Right. That's no, I agree. Head. Yeah, it's the same way I see it for sure. Yeah, I'm not just being a blind homer. Right. Well, I'm no. just partially <laughs> blind. That's it. No, but yeah, yeah. I, I think that it's going to benefit Michigan State, for especially sure. with, you know, the, the new recruiting staff, uh, D Thorne, gets a month. You know, to yeah. build a strategy here for recruiting and not just, hey, fourth week on the job. Here's yeah. June. Here's official visits. Good, good luck. Yeah. This is your only shot right. to host these kids. So, yeah, yeah I, I think the, the rule change came at a good time for yeah. Michigan State, especially in this year of our Lord, 2023, yeah. which we could use a good recruiting class here. Yeah. 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 So there you have it. Now, that's not the only fun news that's happened today. Are you guys sitting down at home over there? I bet you are. Justin, are you sitting down over there? Yeah, I think so. The day could be coming, folks. It could be coming. <laughs> Wine, seltzer, beer in Spartan Stadium is one step closer. Now, Justin, unfortunately, did not really do the whole paying attention thing in school uh, mm. when they went through the, hey, how does a bill become a law thing? Mm. I don't know who's got to go to. All I know is that the governor or the president's got to sign some document, and then a bunch of other people in suits argue about it, and then you, you get a law spit out at you. Yeah. But from how I understand it, there's a 10-0 vote to push alcohol sales at colleges mm. forward. That's going to go to the Senate, and it might go to Gretchen Whitmer, and then it might go to the House. I don't know. It's going to go to a lot of important people that we vote for. The end game here is, though, it could be getting instated here. That, <laughs> hey, all these colleges can now have 100 days out of the year where they can sell beer at athletic events. Then, if I could talk, an additional five days. Looks like you've already partaken in the consumption. Eh, who's to say? Um, five days where you could just have it, non-sporting events, like concerts, if you will. Like mm. back in 2011, you two came to Spartan Stadium, couldn't sell beer at that concert, which like, Jesus, you two coming to town and no beer sales? Like that was a, kind of a crime. But hey, I digress. Let's stick to football season here. Justin, I'm elated. If, if you can't tell, mm. uh, I've been screaming for this until I am blue in the face that beer sales in Spartan Stadium is the way to go. Is that crazy to think? Or am I just a, a functioning alcoholic that just loves his sweet, sweet Miller Lite a little too much? I don't think they're mutually game. exclusive. Yeah, okay. no, I have to, <laughs> That's fair. I think if you have a fan base in a stadium that has the adult beverages in place, yeah. I think uh, it can make for a more of a lively atmosphere for visiting teams to have to play in. It's one word for it. And yeah. maybe for recruits to experience on their visits. There we go. Always also, thinking from a recruiting perspective. And, well, also the, the money perspective, too. This is also true. Because Iowa, I think it was 2021. Perhaps. No, that was the COVID year. 2022. 2021. 2021, that's what it was. $2.5 million gross sales in alcohol mm. during football season alone. Throughout the whole academic calendar year, it was close to $3.4 million. Wow. That's a not-so-bad chunk of change. Yeah. Uh, and so let's just do the math here. 20,000 people. Okay, that that's almost a quarter of the yeah. crowd. That's, that's not even a third of the crowd. We're, we're using very, yeah. very conservative number here. Right. 20,000 fans. Let's say they each get two $10 beers, $20 mm-hmm. each. That's $400,000 gross sales yeah. for your Michigan State Spartans. Yeah. And if I know anything about colleges and universities, they like money. They like money a lot. And a great way to make money is, well, with beer sales. And then, of course, you get the whole, like, well, it's going to make the crowd way too rowdy. Everyone's going to be knife fighting each other in the stands. Both Ohio State and Iowa, ever since they uh, put the beer sales mm-hmm. into place here, 
less citations on game day, mm. less ejections on game day, less arrest on game day. Of course, yes, you know, probably cutting off beer sales like in the middle of the third quarter at the end of the third quarter mm. would be safe here. But yes, the, the thinking is a lot of experts have said, well, human behavior says that people aren't just going to be slamming as many beers and shots and whatever 15 minutes before they get in the stadium because they know it's going to be their, their last sip of hooch before they get into the, the bleachers. Like, they get to taper off throughout the game. So that's, that's all I want. Like, I just, if I could talk from a fan perspective, boy, nothing hits harder than that second quarter hangover and all that you have is just, like, 500-degree hot chocolate, and that's not doing it for you. Like, I want to get ripped off and pay, yeah. like, $14 for a beer just, just so I don't feel horrible in the second half. That's it. That's speaking Selfishly, of, that's speaking it. Speaking of hot chocolate, Matt. Yeah, please. I have to air a grievance. I can't wait to hear where this is going. Yeah. My four years at Michigan State. <laughs> okay. And my first year covering Michigan State as a media member. Yeah. My five years around Spartan Stadium. Okay. I was lucky enough to have official Tim Hortons hot chocolate being served oh, from the concession stands. Yeah. Simpler times. Much. Yeah. Much to my dismay. This past season, it was off-brand, not Tim Hortons not hot chocolate. Not to be ho-hos. Yep. It was not. That yeah. is correct. No. So... It is my hope that if the, if the school makes $3.4 million or whatever you said, yeah, sure. we can redirect some of that to bring you back official <laughs> Tim Hortons hot chocolate to the concession stands. The reverse sponsorship. Instead of Tim Hortons paying us to get in our concession stands, we're just paying them to get back. Like, <laughs> baby, please come back. We miss you so much. Yeah, I, I like that a lot, yes. actually. Yes. There we go. I will gladly pay triple for Tim Hortons hot chocolate sure. than whatever that muddy water was that was being oh, served to us. Don't, don't do it like that. It's not that bad. <laughs> it was bad, man. Yeah, wait, it was yeah. bad. Wisconsin game was cold. Hey, uh, so I was at a minor league baseball game on Friday. Jimmy John's Field, the United Shore Professional Baseball League mm. up there. Very fun. Yes, yes. They had a beer batter promotion going on. They anointed one hitter of that game, and if he got a hit, all the craft beer dropped from like $12 to $5 mm. the rest of the game, the beer batter. I've heard this too. There's a minor league uh, stadium over in Madison, Wisconsin. They have a beer batter. Quite the opposite. It's if that guy strikes out, it's free beer for the whole stadium. Mm. So like this whole stadium is just rooting against this, this yeah. poor son. <laughs> like, yeah. Promotions for Spartan Stadium. Mm. Three and out, free and out. Uh, if MSU starts the first half, the starts the game on defense with a three and out, Free beer for the next 15 minutes of mm. the game, I think. This is all – I'm cutting way against the grain of everything I just said about how it's going to be making <laughs> us money and everything. Like, no, or let's just give away free beer for, you know, the first quarter of the game. Yeah. Uh, or if you just want to drop down to $5, you know, hey, $10 mm. cans are now $5. Like, if a punt gets down within the five – like, a missed field goal from the opposing kicker could be free. Oh, yeah. You want the crowd alive. A three out can be knocked down $3. Sure. Yeah. I love the missed field goal, though. Yeah. Wow. Dude, we got some good promotions going on. We could, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, anytime there's a 40-yard play, uh, 40 for 40s, uh, it's a ten. It's still $10, but it's not a 12-ounce can. You get a 40. Uh. <laughs> Instead, you just get a 40 of, of Cobra or, or Mickey's handed to you right over the counter in a brown bag, too. <laughs> 40 for 40s. I, I like that. Yeah. There we go. We'll, we'll cook it up in the lab. We'll have uh, Alan Haller on next yeah. week, and we'll pitch him. We won't even ask him questions. It won't even be an interview. <laughs> It'll just be us giving beer promotion ideas yeah. for Spartan Stadium next year. Yeah. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Sensational. I thought so. Every every yeah. week we have a new career for ourselves. This week yeah. we are now venturing into mm -hmm. 
Game day promotions. Yeah, it's great careers, and like, there's also like a twenty percent chance that it's detrimental behavior uh, and can tank. Yeah, the beloved university that is Michigan State. But again, eighty percent that is going to be great. Yeah, it is what it is. How no, back, I, how back in the twenty? No idea is a bad idea. No, giving out free forties. Yeah. No, it, yeah. it's going to work out for the better. <laughs> um, oh god, next on the list. Did my eyes deceive me? Is that ruin Justin's day? Speaking of working out for the better, this does not fall in that category. Two effects. One is whack, gang. If this is your first episode of <laughs> SD4L, welcome to the show here. It's a real complex game. I'm going to say three sentences. You guessed it. Two are facts. One is whack. Justin. Yes. Are you ready to play two are facts, one is whack? I am. I'm ready to improve my 5 and 14 record. Oh, God. Recruiting. <laughs> Recruiting is the theme of this week of two are facts, one mm. is whack. Statement number one, if you're ready, sir. Yes, I'm ready. Should. Anthony, Scuda, Carey, commit. That's a four-star in the 24-7 sports composite. He would be the first four-star running back commit since LJ Scott in 2015. Should Anthony, Scuda, Carey, commit. It would be the first four-star running back to commit to Michigan State since LJ Scott in 2015. Statement so that does not say sign. Is that an oversight, or is that part of the statement itself? Like Signed. Oh, it's supposed to say sign. Sign. Okay, okay, okay. Commit and signed. Okay, okay. So, okay. like, anyone it's that, okay like... okay to CAD and Audrey Pestime. Yeah. yeah, we're... <laughs> Correct. Yeah, good, okay. good right. catch there. Okay. I like that. Yeah, signed. Ink dried, too. Okay. Uh, statement number two, besides the state of Michigan, the state Mel Tucker has gotten the most commits from is Georgia. Now, commit and sign. Mm -hmm. Commit and sign. Yes. All right? Yes. Okay. Statement number three, Mel Tucker has gotten a recruit from half of the continental United States. At least one recruit from half of the continental United that's States. That's a lot of states. That's a lot of states. That'd be 48. I'll give you that one for free. Yeah, 48. Yep. Yep. So, I got yep. you. So 24 is what I'm aiming for, that, Matt. <laughs> We're doing yeah. math lessons over here. Let's, let's go. Stuff. You're rocking and rolling. There's a lot of bad football out there, Matt. I don't, there is. There is. You and I could start in Montana. Oh, I'd be a I'd be a 92 rated four star in yeah. Montana. Any yeah. name your position too: offensive tackle, strong safety, yeah, nickel. <laughs> please. I agree. Rhode Island, we're going both ways like Chuck Benderick. Are we gonna be in the same school or different school? There are only two schools in Rhode Island, so would we be on the same one or no? Probably got to be on the same one. Otherwise, we're so, not gonna too. be able to hit the roster minimum. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a really good point, actually. It's a <laughs> sterling point. Um, I don't think I got all written down. I don't see Rhode Island. I'm, I was gonna say before we start slandering no, a kid that's from Rhode Island I, on campus. There's one visiting in two weeks. Oh, son uh, of a. We okay. digress. Um, oh boy. Okay. So, so um, the first one I believe is true. The second one I completely forgot what it was. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Oh, Georgia being the most, other than Michigan. Yep. That's got to be true. That's got to be true. I'm going with the third one being whack. He's back. Let's go. He's back. <laughs> notify the haters. Notify the doubters. Notify the naysayers that Justin Thin is back. He's back. That's right. Number three was whack. He has not gotten a commit from half of the continental United States. He's mighty close, though. Mm. Mel, do, you, do you have a guess how many different states Mel Tucker has plucked a recruit from while 21. at Michigan State? 
<laughs> this guy's on a roll blackjack. Yeah, it, it is 21. It is 21. Uh, I can go through all the states later if, if you're interested, but let's go through the other two, two true statements. Beside Michigan, who he has 14 commits from ever since getting here, and that includes Andrew Dennis as well. The state Mel Tucker has gotten the most commits from is Georgia. That is seven. Mm. Seven is six from Florida, five from Texas. And then should Scooter Carey commit and sign, mm-hmm. like you pointed out he would be the first four-star running back to commit and sign since lj scott in 2015 and does that seven that include a kid that was already committed but he got his signature and that is jordan simmons would that count no you're right oh even better than even a bigger margin wow yeah yeah no i don't don't think i counted him Uh yeah maybe maybe that shouldn't count maybe he didn't reel him in I don't know. We'll count for half. Yeah. Seven Seven and a half commits from Georgia. Yeah. Perfect. We'll count. But yeah, Michigan 14, Georgia 7, Florida 6, Texas 5, Nevada 2, Louisiana 1, New Jersey 2, Ohio 2, Tennessee 2, Maryland 2, Kansas 2, Alabama 2, Arizona 3. Why not? California 3, Minnesota 1, Indiana 1, Colorado 1, Oklahoma 1, Iowa 1, Oregon 1, and Virginia 1. So there you go have it those are your 21 states and that makes a michigan state mel tucker blackjack in his last three ask me a state and let's see if i can name everyone in it that he's got good wow okay showtime virginia let's just start with the hardest one uh isaiah johnson i'll take your word for actually yeah no i do know that's true uh oregon uh sam levitt yeah sam levitt uh iowa andrew DePape. okay i like this a lot oklahoma uh by Jove. There we go. Colorado. Now, I did not Freda know Miller. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I thought he was Arizona. Yep. You nailed it. Indiana. Uh, James Schott. Defensive end. Was he? What Was he? Yes. I thought he was. Uh, no, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to move on here. Minnesota. <laughs> uh, Chase Carter. Yep. Nailed it. Now, California. Had, I'll, I'll, I'll just <clears throat> do uh, Louisiana was the other league. Keon. One. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get another random state in here really quick. Yeah. Uh, let's do uh, the great state of Nevada. Um, so are we counting Caton, even though he went to St. John Bosco? I believe he was listed under Nevada. Okay. Or no, or was he California? You know what? I really should have prepped more for this. Uh, he's probably, he's probably listed under California, but he played three years in uh, Correct. Vegas. Yeah. So he's Cali. Yeah, Jer- he- Jeremy Bernard. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there another one? I believe so, yep. Huh. This might be, my, this might be the one where I get stumped. Cause I just, I'm thinking of just Jeremy Bernard there. Hmm. Yeah, that's all I got. I got Jeremy and Kate Hauser, if if he counts. We will report back later on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Sorry. <sighs> Should have had this all written down. No, no, no. Sorry, no there's no reason to have it all written down. <laughs> hey, look at you. Two effects. One is whack. You are, you are on the right side of history now. Yeah. Don't let Justin Singh get hot. There <laughs> we go, man. That's what I'm talking about. Six and fourteen. I got something that's not Michigan State related at all. That I just okay. have to get to. Okay. How do we? Uh, We're not I, talking I, about Baby Gronk, are we? And, and you're okay. out of your mind. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. All right. Let's not even talk. Just, just go back to what you're saying. I don't even want to think about, think about possibly talking. Anyone about that is publicizing <laughs> Baby Gronk, like doing even a him. story, and don't hide behind the oh, I talked to his dad, mm-hmm. like that. It is disgusting, and you know what you're doing, unless you're an idiot. Like you are enabling this incredibly abusive behavior. But like, no, I, I'm, not, I'm not even gonna like joke about it. But like, oh, is he gonna commit to Michigan State? No, like that. That's it's it's gross. It, it does not sit right with me at all. So I can't believe pieces were written up about him. But um, anyway, I digress. I know that next we do up a is, lot of digressing here. 
I, yeah. Dude, this is Degrass City. <laughs> That's what the D and SD4L stands for. <laughs> uh, how do we feel about um, Jokic uh, in the post game during the NBA Finals? Again, yeah. this is not Michigan State related at all, but like this is a hot story in sports. You know, the Nuggets, great team. NBA Finals, it's awesome. But like, the last thing Jokic wants to do is spend one more hour in the state of Colorado. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's... I, I think there's definitely some truth to like it not me like meaning everything to him to win the title, but I think he's a little overselling it. And I think, I think the effect, the intended effect, is for like the opponents to feel even worse about themselves. Like we we got like <laughs> I couldn't be bothered. He ran through yeah. our playoffs and he didn't even really care to beat us. Right. Like that sort of a intended effect is kind of what I think that that's intention to be, but. I don't know. I don't know what to make of that, really. Like, his motivation wasn't to win a title, you know, become one of the greatest big men to ever play the game. Like, his his sole motivation was just to get back home to his horses. Yeah. In Serb- like, in Serbia. That's, yeah. Like, that's... Who, who, who can knock a guy for that? Yeah. Um, hey, when, when home's calling... But wouldn't the best way to have done that been to be eliminated in the first round? That's why I don't think it's very... I think it's disingenuous. I do think he's very homesick. Yeah. I do, and like yeah. him, the, the clip of him uh, shaking the the champagne bottle. Um, <laughs> that like so, I, I think it was uh, Ben Stevens, the guy I follow on Twitter. He yeah. had it best. It's like that is day two out of four of a bachelor party, and you are just done. You've had enough, just shaking the bottles, being like whatever. Maanauteote, by the uh, way, listed as Nevada. Oh, listed as Nevada. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he also Bishop transferred Gorman. to. No, no, no. He was at Bishop Gorman at the until the very end. Yep. Yeah. So that that's oh, the other one. Oh, that's true. Sorry, oh, I was talking about shame. that while scrolling up and down the entire time. That was like yeah. that was like my first like real like that was like the first scoop I really grinded for. I was gotcha. on the phone with uh, one of his trainers almost like every week for like a month, mm-hmm. and then I found out like three or four weeks before signing day that uh, he was going to end up signing with Michigan State, but he wasn't going to publicly decommit from USC. Okay. And uh, that that's how that was going to go. So I uh, sat on that for like three weeks, and then um, signing day came, and uh, uh, he signed. And actually, uh, right after he signed, because it was it was December sixteenth. He sent me a DM saying "Happy birthday," um, just to kind of put just to put a cap on it, like saying, "There you go." Wow! <laughs> Look at that. All right, yeah. you know what? Uh, you know we're we're in what minute number forty-five of the show? Yeah. No, no one's watching or listening anymore. I'm just, I'm just gonna pepper you with a few questions, just random yeah. questions. Yes. You mentioned earlier you already have a cut up for a certain commit. Mm-hmm. Percentage of cut ups that you have before they even commit that you actually post versus like. All right, you thought they were going to commit. You made the cutoff of them, and they never saw the light of day because they committed elsewhere. I have never made a cutoff for a kid that didn't commit that wasn't a portal guy. Um, Okay, okay. Tyler Harrell, the receiver that ended up going to Miami, he's one that comes to mind. Um, And then I had – and then I posted the one that I made of uh, Montana Lamonius Craig. Yeah, sure. Um, I posted that when he uh, made his – uh, visit public, but I guess that would have been another one. Okay. But yeah, every every cut up that I've made for a high school recruit, they've all ended up committing. Um, and then I don't know how many I've made, um, but I guess people can can go back and look if they want to see that. I, I think maybe like twenty five percent of the kids that commit, maybe gotcha. I make them for. 
Do you, um, do you threaten the high school kids after you make the cut-up? It's like, hey, don't blow this for me. I, I have a perfect record of making no. cut-ups and people committing to MSU. Like, do, do not be the one, or I will end your career. Like, I will slander you in the press. And no, but the, the, try the, that. the funny thing is that I made a cut-up for uh, this kid, Nitro Tuggle, Natarian Trouble. Oh, dude, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. good player. And yeah, he, um, so he had, like, seven or eight offers when I when I posted the cut-up. Yeah, that changed. And, um, <laughs> yeah. and, and a student assistant and a player personnel guy to Alabama liked the tweet, the cutup that oh, I posted. No. <laughs> and three days later, he had an offer from Alabama, and then he got 10 more in the next two weeks. So I I take the blame for, yeah. for Michigan State quickly getting yeah. out of that He one. had a pro day with the Jacksonville Jaguars, too. Like, yeah, man, it just completely <laughs> spiraled out of hand after that. Yeah. Longest you sat on a scoop then, because that's fascinating. That, like, what you said, three weeks from now? Yeah, three and a half weeks. That's a long time. Like, what's the longest you've sat on a scoop that, like, eventually materialized? Like, not not one where, like, you were told something two years ago and Dylan, you're still waiting yeah. for it to happen. Dylan but. Tatum was a while. Okay. Um, okay. Did he tell you that he was going to no, commit to Or did no. you tell him that he was going to commit to Michigan State? <laughs> how, how did this go? Did you... <laughs> no, I, I, that, was, um, that was just good work by, by the whole team, myself, yeah, sure. Corey Allen True. Um, there have been a couple. I don't know why why they're not occurring. Oh, I guess Kate How? No, that wasn't that long. It was just um, a lot of eyes were on it, so it just felt like yeah, a long sure. time. But sure. that was about four days. Um, yeah, usually like a lot of the silent commits, how it usually goes is they will commit to the staff mm-hmm. and then wait for a ceremonial date, whether it's their birthday, whether it's a parent's birthday, for and sure. that ends up sometimes being a week, two weeks, sometimes even a month. Um. So, like, when people say, oh, silent commits, like, they don't mean anything. I don't want to hear about silent commits. They never work out. Every single kid that's ever committed has always been a silent commit. Some are for six, seven hours. Sure. Until they get home (laughs) uh, from a visit. Some are for two days until the graphic is done. Some are for a month. But every single kid has been a silent commit at one point or another. Now there's some that don't work out. Sure. But I'd say 95% of them do. So that's just, uh, that wasn't your question, but that's something I wanted to add is I don't get this negative perception of silent commits at all. No, because I am one of those people that that have the negative perception. So I'm I'm actually (laughs) glad you brought that up because like it has always been in the back of my head. It's like, what is the point of silent committee? Yeah. But it's just to get all of the affairs in place, basically. Yeah, like there yeah. Sure. Also, uh, one of the most important ones I forgot, which I don't know how many kids do because of this, but I mm-hmm. think it, it'd be a really good reason, is to tell all the other coaches, thank you, but I'm not coming here before you go and commit elsewhere. Sure. Um, some guys have, sure have waited happens. just because of that. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. interesting. All right, last, last one I just had, like, just yeah. jotted down as yeah. you were talking. So, like, Ma, you worked pretty hard for the Dylan yeah. Tatum one. You said it took the whole team. Like, any other scoop at the top of your head where you're like, that was the one where I got it out the mud? Like, what was the, the one mm. you really just had to grind your face off for? Or is it just the Ma and the and the Hauser and the Dylan Tatum ones? No, like, because there's a lot of them where you have to, like, reach out to, like, three or four people, like, sure. whether it's the trainer, whether it's the source around campus, whether it's the kid's parents, whether there's, there's like, rarely a recruitment where it's not three or so people. Um, yeah, I'm trying, okay. I'm having a hard time thinking where, like, maybe I've had to reach out to, like, six people where it's, like, really different. Jesus. If it's, like, that, if it's to that point, where, like, where I've, yeah. there's four or five people I've reached out to and I can't get it, right. at that point, I'll just wait for, like, Steve Voltfong or somebody to, okay. to figure it out. Fair. So, um, I'd say, like, a lot of them require a decent amount of getting it out the mud, and if there's a certain threshold where it's just impossible, then that's where I'll, I'll wait for Wilt Fong or True Chains to get it. 
Dude, I, I don't envy the work that you do or anyone else at 24-7 Sports, Rivals on 3. Dude, like, re- recruiting coverage is a, a grind beyond comprehension. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I think I know how much hard work goes into it, and then I hear stories like that where it's like, oh, I got to go through three people just to even get a hint of yeah. what could possibly happen. It's yeah, like, nah, just to weed out who the fourth okay. place team is just so it could be like, all right, these are <laughs> right. the three we got to focus yeah. on now. Yeah. Um, but no, it's... It's great stuff. I think... Um, yeah, you're a sick person. <laughs> That's, yeah. Never running away from the grind, JT. That's what I'm talking about. Bless you, literally a sick person. Yeah, yeah exactly. See, yeah. there we go. But no, the, uh, I think people tweeted about I posted about it a little bit on the board, but um, Saturday I was golfing with uh, Peach and yeah, the yeah. And uh, 14th hole, uh, Reggie Powers' dad and I were on the phone for the length of the 14th and 15th hole. Wow. Saved myself a lot of uh, missing golf balls into the into sure. the water. But um, and then yeah, log that log that CB along with Alan and Corey before the 17th hole. That's and incredible. It was, it was great fun. It oh was, my god, that was um, that kind of like rejuvenated me so that I can hit the next drive like hundred yards over where I needed to go and okay. just uh, missing in all directions. Look at you, man. I, like when I'm on the course, I, I can't even be bothered to text my wife or family members <laughs> or friends. Like I'm, I'm just locked in. That's because you're a real hooper. It, I was just hitting <laughs> it all over the place. Yeah, or just don't have the work ethic. Uh, but man, just ABC always be closing, Justin, especially on the course. Uh, whether it's uh, the back nine stretch or whether it's just hey, it's in the middle of the day. Things always grinding, man. That's what I'm talking about. That's all the questions I had for you. I'm sure I'll grill you later on, but yeah, yeah that's uh, that was our most that was the wow. probably the most fun segment we've had in my opinion. It's just just random. Don't listen to that. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Oh well. Yeah, it's okay. Is that it? Is that it? Is that it? I believe that's it. You know what? Next week, I'd like to start having a, a lower third that uh, just says landing this plane, <laughs> and we just figure out how anywhere between twenty seconds to five minutes and twenty seconds uh, we end the show. Because and, and and in that landing the plane segment, I'm yeah. sure we will always go on a tangent of Captain yeah. Sully who landed the plane in the uh, Hudson River. Most clutch performance of all time yeah. in New York yeah. in this millennium. Oh, I would have to say so. No who question. else is even? Who else is even in the discussion? Maybe Eli Manning, the the, yeah, the David right, Tyree exactly, catch. I mean, exactly, that's yeah, yeah. Cer- certainly isn't anyone on the Knicks. Wasn't in New York though, so that's true. That's yeah. True. No, the Knicks, they're way out. The Nets, yeah. see, uh, the Mets, no way. The Yankees, I sh- yeah. sure, yeah. I, I guess, but no. I, I would say landing that bird on the on on the hoodie, uh-huh. as the kids call it. Yeah, no one calls it that. Uh, that's the most clutch <laughs> performance in in New York history. I would have to say so. Yeah, man, the Knicks are bad. Well, not anymore this year, but just over the course of the of the franchise. It is what it is. You'd think they could get more free agents. Oh, well. Yeah. That's a conversation for another day. I guess. As we'll break down James Dolan's tenure as Knicks owner next weekend here on the SC for All Show. We'll have him on the show, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sure I'm sure we can do that. Be a great time. We'll have a uh, former guest, friend of the pod, Brian Masalam, uh, relative, yes. Robert Sala, was here on the show. Why not? So, might as well have James Dolan on, too. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Start a few feelers. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. All right. And that does it for this and week's episode of the SC for All Show. And uh, we'll be back next week. And thanks for tuning in. Yeah. See ya. Please close your eyes, turn around, and count to nine. When you open them, I will be gone. Okay. 
How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.